On the show today, Rich and I discuss college football, and we give you some last-minute holiday gift ideas. I'm your host, Brad Jackson. You're listening to the December 18th, 2023 edition of Coffee and Koshan. So, Rich, um, it is bowl season uh, in college football, which means... Um, although the big names aren't playing quite yet, that's uh, closer to New Year's, um, there are games happening. One of those games was earlier this week, and it was the Los Angeles Bowl ho- hosted by Gronk. And at halftime, he raced a dog on the field um, <laughs> because he's Gronk. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> he's your crazy uncle. Um, but uh, what was interesting about it, um, other than Gronk racing a dog, was that UCLA's Chip Kelly did a press conference and at it they were talking about the changes to the sport and and what has gone on and the realignment and all that sort of thing. And uh, just to refresh everybody's memory, UCLA is moving to the Big Ten next year because the Pac-12 essentially no longer exists. Um, And so they were asking him about this and he said, you know what, Um, I've got a different idea. I think football should be separate from all other sports. It should be its own individual thing and that it should be a 64 team power five conference, a 64 team group of five conference. um, And that way everyone's in like their own pool. Right. But then they can come up with great matchups, great teams playing great teams. Um, You know, every once in a while you can play a group of five teams so that, you know, you keep those rivalries going uh, some that go back a long time. Um, but that way it's a separate, it's separate from the rest of the sports so that, you know, cause a lot of the schools that are doing all these moves now are saying, you know, how, how is the softball team at UCLA supposed to play Rutgers, you know, on literally the other end of the planet. So I think he has a great point here. I also think that as you look at the consolidation going on here in the sport of which there's been a lot lately. I think we're eventually moving to that. I think we're going to move to a more condensed group of schools that are apart from the NCAA, can set some of their own rules, um, like with NIL and all that stuff. And and one of the things he mentioned is that he thinks it's important that players get a cut. And I think there are more people every day coming around to that. What were your thoughts when you, when you heard this? So... The first thing was I thought it was hilarious when he kind of offhandedly and obviously sarcastically said, not that I've given much thought to this before today, (laughs) but it's really a brilliant idea. As you and I previously discussed with the conference realignment is football teams who play one game per week generally. I mean, there might be a short week where they play on a, a Saturday and then on a Thursday or whatever, but it's much easier for them to do this coast to coast travel, get there, sleep and get prepared. But when you're talking about these other sports that might have, you know, matches that go on for a couple of days or whatever, it's just going to be a nightmare. So in, in the best interest of those other sports, many of which might feature players who really are 100% in college, playing for the academic side of it who are playing so that they get that scholarship so they can go to college because they know they're not ever going to become you know a professional lacrosse player or whatever you know this new alignment is horrible for them and good for football and by separating it 
it it really does look out for the the student athletes across the different sports. And additionally, you know, he talked about kind of doing away with NIL, like you mentioned, and uh, giving players a cut, which I think would help because with NIL, it's really doing damage via the transfer portal because now it's not just about players wanting to say, you know, I'm making a name for myself, but it's also about, hey, I want to get paid. Uh, For example, here in Arkansas, we're losing our quarterback for next year, uh, K.J. Jefferson, just a beast. He's going to play his senior year, so good for him. But there's been speculation that he, he wants to go somewhere where the boosters and whatnot are going to come through a little heavier and line his pockets a little more. And if the University of Arkansas were in a position to just pay him directly, that would help keep more continuity because it, it's – it's just different, you know, than it is in the NFL. And I think people expected the NIL to make college sports more like the NFL, but because of the disparities in fundings, it's, it's really changing the nature where there's just no loyalty and and you can't blame these players because they haven't really gotten played paid yet. So why not make some money in case you blow out your knee your senior season and, you know, that's the end of your career or whatever. So I think that uh, Chip Kelly's ideas deserve a lot of serious consideration sooner rather than later. Well, and I think that's a good point. Um, I think it was uh, the coach of Nebraska who recently said um, that when he was being asked about transfer portal stuff, that it's impossible to get a high-quality quarterback in the transfer portal now without giving the kid a million plus dollars in NIL money. And uh, to your point, there are schools that do that better than others. Um, Texas, where, you know, which I'm a fan of, it does that very well. Our, our, yes. our boosters do that very well. Um, but to I think it the, the thing with NIL is that it was supposed to give these kids a cut of the pie and I think in the end, it's making the rich richer and the poor poorer in the sport. And I don't think that's what they intended. Um, instead, if all these kids were to get some form of revenue sharing, I think that would level the playing field a little more and not, it, it almost feels dirty. Do you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. this stuff used to happen under the table. And so you'd be like, eh, well, I mean, maybe it happened. Maybe it didn't. Now it's yeah, just sure. like straight up in the open. They're like, oh, yeah, you want me to come to your school? Five million dollars, motherfucker. It's like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, wait, hold on. <laughs> I mean, we've all seen the like star quarterback or star, you know, point guard or whatever, driving a car that no one in college without a job would be able to afford. And, you know, we've just looked the other way, but like you just said, now it's right out in the open, but because of these funding disparities, it seems to have made the problem worse rather than made it better for the student athletes. Yeah, no, I I think it has. Um, uh, I do want to give a shout out to uh, our mutual friend, Ben Dominich, who put this on my plate um, before the show came on, because I thought it was just such a great topic (laughs) that we had to talk about it. Um, Yeah. So uh, shout out to Ben. Um, okay, so it is uh, just a few days away now from Christmas. Scarily enough, Christmas is just right around the corner. So um, uh, just like we did last year, Rich and I want to give you uh, a few quick, great last-minute holiday gifts that you can get um, that are food-related that will make everyone uh, happy that you were, you got them this. So I'm going to go and go with my two first here. Um, I'm going to do something that I use all the time 
in the kitchen, and that is my meter thermometer. And we've talked about it on the show before. If you don't have one of these, you absolutely must get one. So this is essentially a wireless thermometer that attaches to your phone um, via Bluetooth, and you uh, put it in your, your turkey, which I use. You can put it in your whole hog. I use it there too. Um, in your brisket, I've used it there as well. Um, and it will constantly tell you the temperature of the meat, the temperature of whatever vessel you're cooking it in, your grill, your smoker, your uh, oven, um, and when it's going to be done. And I will tell you, it is absolutely critical on like a busy Thanksgiving when you're cooking a bunch of stuff. You will put this in the bird. You put the bird in the oven. You don't have to worry about like, what time did we put it in? Like, oh, did, does it look like the legs pulling? What? You don't need any of that crap. It, you, you put it in the temperature, you know, the temperature constantly, and it tells you exactly when it's going to be done. It accounts for carryover heat from uh, the oven or the grill or whatever uh, to the finished plate. It is perfect. It, this makes doing big cuts of meat so much easier. You can get them on Amazon for 99 bucks. It'll be at your door tomorrow. If you need a last minute present for the for the grill guy in your life or uh, your dad or whatever this is it i tell you once you have this you'll never want to go without it now whenever i go to like a barbecue with friends i always put this in my pocket like i just bring it with me <laughs> i'm like oh well, i mean i might need this and, and i put it in my pocket and i bring it out and and somebody's like oh man i didn't bring a thermometer i'm like i gotcha <laughs> and meter just updated so there's now the meter two there is which the meter i'm two. going to have to get I uh, got a little rough with my meter, I guess, when I uh, trying to get it out of some some meat. I would probably use tongs, and it came apart. And now it's a solid construction. Uh, it's supposedly got more range and all this stuff. So even if you know someone who has an existing meter, the new meter, too, is supposed to be even better. So, you know, it won't hurt. I promise you a grill person will not be upset with an upgrade. I promise you they will not. That is a, a great gift. Uh, one more thing you need that you every kitchen has to have is a good pair of kitchen shears. Like, these are kitchen-only scissors. These are not what you use to open the Amazon box or, you know, cut up something for your kid's homework. This is for cutting meat um, and and maybe some vegetables. Um, I have a great pair of kitchen shears that I use all the time. We talked on the show just a few weeks ago about spatchcocking a chicken. In order to do that, you got to cut the, the backbone out. You do that with a good pair of kitchen shears. I tell you, once you have these in your um, in your kitchen, you'll never want to be without them again. Um, there are plenty of different brands. I, I, you don't have to pick the particular one I'm choosing. I would tell you for cleaning purposes, particularly if you're cutting chicken, it makes it handy to get a pair that comes apart. Uh, so the scissors are in like two pieces essentially um, because that way they're easier to clean, get all the germs and stuff off of them. But um uh, it is imperative to have a good pair of kitchen shears with you because uh, they will make so many jobs easier, whether you're cutting chicken or uh, it's kind of nice if you if you want to do a bunch of um, uh, like green onion, onions or something and you want to do them quickly, you can get a good pair of kitchen shears, hold the green onions and go down the way, you're done. Um, I love a good pair of kitchen shears. Uh, Kitchen shears, say that 10 times fast. Um, <laughs> and so you got to get a good pair of those. Now, Rich, you're taking this to the next level. You're suggesting food that people can order and have delivered to their door to knock socks off someone, right? That is correct. 
So I'm going to go with two items that people have given me over the years that, uh, one of which we've mentioned on the show, but gold belly is a site that you can get items from restaurants all over the country and have it shipped to people's houses. Now there are going to be some costs associated with that because you're shipping food. So it's going to need to be overnight and, and things like that. But for people who are looking for the real thing, not for, you know, the, the closest rendition of something you can make in your kitchen. You know, if you've got someone who's from new Orleans or West Virginia or the two restaurant or areas I'm going with, you can send them the real thing. So, but you can search gold belly and find all other kinds of things. But what I would recommend is the muffaletta from central grocery in new Orleans, which is probably the king of sandwiches, (laughs) the king of sandwiches. You are correct, sir. (laughs) And I love sandwiches. So that is high praise for me to call it the king, but if you are unfamiliar, it's on this, a muffaletta is enough to feed about, you know, at least four people in one sitting. It's this giant sandwich on this special bread with a variety of meats and cheeses, Italian meats and cheese. And it's got the signature central grocery olive salad on it, which is often imitated, but never duplicated. And so you cannot go wrong. So if you know someone from, Louisiana or New Orleans or just someone who's traveled there, you can send them a muffaletta and they will be so happy. The other is from West Virginia, Tomorrow's Bakery. I have never been to West Virginia. I have a friend who grew up there. Uh, you can find her on the site formerly known as Twitter under uh, Hatfield Ann. And she is does a great job with the original intent of the platform and microblogging. But she insisted some years ago that I have to try these pepperoni rolls from Tomorrow's Bakery. And it's T-O-M-A-R-O apostrophe S. And what it is is just this roll with this sticks, three sticks of pepperoni in it. And you think, oh, okay, some bread with pepperoni. But you have to try it to understand how good it is. It was traditionally uh, like a, a breakfast item for coal miners there to just have on the go, just some bread and meat, and you would have a little some carbs and some protein to get you through the day. This bakery started in 1914, just turned it into a grab-and-go so that people didn't have to combine the two on their own. And again, available through Gold Belly, and just a delicious portable uh, lunch or snack or breakfast or whatever that I promise you that that people will be impressed with because, you know, as food people, we get caught up in these complicated recipes and this and that, but it's only because some of these recipes that are so simple and perfect have already be, been done, and so we have to get more complicated <laughs> to, to try to, uh, you know, up our own game because we can't beat some of these original things. You know what's amazing about Gold Belly to me? Um, you can get uh, Franklin's Barbecue from Austin, um, which you have to wait in line for for hours. If you're not there before 7 a.m., good luck. Um, it doesn't open until 11. Um, and you can get Gold Belly will deliver it to your house. So, I mean, even if you live in Austin or you live somewhere in Texas and you want Franklin's, just Gold Belly the damn thing. Like, don't come down here and stand in line for six hours. Just Gold Belly it and have it delivered to your door. Um, but, you know, you brought pepperoni roll, which I think is really interesting. Um, remembering back to our discussion about Tony Bourdain, one of his favorite, sh- uh, one of my favorite shows that he did 
was his show to West Virginia, where he talks about, um, you know, a, a kid from New York trying to learn about uh, Trump voters. And uh, he talks about those pepperoni rolls uh, for a little while. It's essentially like the, you know, state sandwich of, of West Virginia. And and you're right, it, it was a, a miner's snack. And it became something that if, if you know someone from West Virginia, they take serious pride in their pepperoni rolls there. It is a thing. And uh, I'm willing to bet if you have a friend from that neck of the woods and you sent them some gold belly uh, pepperoni rolls, they would just be beside themselves uh, for Christmas. That would just be a perfect gift. Yes. Yeah. That, like my friend Annie, you know, she's like, you have got to try these. She's sent them to me twice now. And it's one of those things where it's just like, you're the best. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> and I've never even been there. <laughs> I haven't either, but that, that's honestly on my uh, bucket list. I want to see all the uh, hollers, as they call them, of uh, West Virginia. It's beautiful over there. Uh, I remember driving through there once, uh, moving either to or from Washington, D.C. I don't remember which. Um, and it was really pretty, but you know, I didn't have time to stop cause I was at a U-Haul. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, uh, so there you go. So, um, you can watch some good college football, uh, over the holiday break. You've got four good gifts. Now you can get for the family at the last minute, uh, to make your holiday special, um, from, uh, both rich and I, Merry Christmas and happy new year. And we will see everybody in a few weeks, rich. Thanks as always. Thank you, Brad. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, everyone.